Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleground. This is a pro wrestling podcast with a hint of pop culture. Join Battle and Eli as they break down the world of professional wrestling and pop culture with special guests, including wrestlers and comedians. You never know who's going to stop by. Now, making their way to the microphones, give it up for the greatest podcast tag team in the world, Battle and Eli. I always say all right every time we start the show. I don't know why, but that, I guess well, that's, it is all right. It is that, all right. That, that's my catchphrase. Uh, I'm your host, Battle. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Eli. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Snoozer Slam. Is that is that a good, I guess, way Snooze to say fest. it? Fest. Snooze yeah. Fest. I mean, we... The biggest nap of the summer. Golly. Just... You know, over the weekend, we had some great wrestling events that we're going to talk about on the show. And, of course, we're going to give our thoughts on SummerSlam and everything else. But it was just, you know, looking online, I was reading, I guess, some of the dirt sheets and whatnot. And it was just like talking about the attendance of SummerSlam. And it was being in Canada. And then it's like you could just see that the crowd was not involved. And to me, it didn't even feel like a SummerSlam pay-per-view. Yeah, that was the kind of the overall theme, I think, is that um, it felt more like a stomping ground or something. You know, like, you know, SummerSlam is supposed to be one of the big four. They've got the Royal Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Like those are the four, you know, considered the marquee pay-per-views. And I think you were mentioning about the the paid attendance. That actual in attendance was only like 13,000 people, which is, I mean... I think that house show we went to in Nashville a couple weeks ago had more people than that, you know, like, yeah. And in Toronto, which is a huge wrestling destination or, you know, a lot of people came out of there. So I, and then you, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were complaining about the the network with streaming issues and yeah, it it was definitely a, a fumble on their part. It seems. Yeah, and you know, like you said, talking about it earlier, I mean, they said that it was a sellout crowd, sixteen thousand nine hundred and four. The actual number in the venue is a little over thirteen five. But the thing that that shocks me from this report is talking about the people that bought the pay per view, and uh, I guess Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that uh, the event had nineteen thousand six hundred pay per view buys, which is down from twenty nine thousand last year. Jeez. And, you know, it's there wasn't anything exciting about it. And I, the one thing that I think that they kind of missed the ball on is, you know, this past Tuesday they had Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy, which that just tore the house down on that match. Yeah, like, that'll be that'll be a top five match. By the I was like, why did why was that not at SummerSlam? Yeah. Like, why wait till Tuesday night on SmackDown? Now, granted, you know, Buddy Murphy went out there and job, but it was like, 
I was reading reports that people were like, oh, they're burying Buddy Murphy. I'm like, no, Buddy Murphy just made a name for himself during that match. Yeah, I think people sometimes get confused um, with, you know, jobbing or getting buried or whatever, you know. Um, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose was buried on his way out. You know, he he lost to uh, EC3. Um I mean, you know, for God's sake, they put that gas mask on him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, you you can tell when people are getting buried. I mean, you look at Rusev. Where has he been? And a year ago, he was one of the most popular people on the in the in the whole company. But because Rusev Day wasn't their creation and they weren't the ones behind it, you know, they just never were aboard, which was stupid. And so, like, he got buried. I, I don't remember the last time I saw him and Lana. Um, I... I can't even tell you. Um, so Buddy Murphy definitely was not buried or anything like that. Um, I think you, I think you nailed it. I mean, he, um, for, for a lot of people that may not know, I mean, he was in NXT. He was a, uh, uh, he was a tag team champion, um, him and who was it? It was, uh, Buddy Murphy and let me look this up. Hold on. Cause Buddy, Buddy was, is he still with Alexa or was dating Alexa? No, I, th- I, th- or, I think it was the other guy or maybe one of them. Well, she was their like manager or whatever. And I don't remember. I don't really remember. Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake. Wes Blake. Yeah. Um, I, th- I want to say it was Blake is who she was engaged to, but, um, I don't really remember her wrestling in NXT and then she came up and she's obviously been way more successful than both of them. Um, but he, uh, I don't know if he like trimmed down or bulked up. I don't know where he was, but he got to the two Oh five weight limit and went there and he was a cruiserweight champion. And, you know, um, he, I, I think a lot of people just don't really realize who he is or how good he is. And, um, so that match with Roman was just like you said, put him on the map. So he's one of those, you know, you have somebody that's that caliber of a performer that's not being used on one of your top four pay-per-views. That's just criminal. Yeah. And you sit there, you watch that match and it's just mind blowing how you could see and love him or hate him. I mean, Roman, Roman is going to be, I guess, this generation's John Cena. Yeah, and he's a good worker. I mean, you you can't say that he's not. No, and I mean, everybody's going to have, you know, a couple of botches. And, of course, there's some mix-ups that Roman's done in the past. But, I mean, it's it's not nobody's going to be perfect. That's the thing. Right. Um, But I was a little – it was kind of a little lackluster of the, I guess – the way the Roman story went, because I guess I was reading online and they were talking about how Buddy Murphy was really never supposed to be a part of this story. Mm-hmm. But I think fans like pointed him out in the background. And maybe it was the, uh, maybe it was the first week when the, the scaffolds fell on Roman and they spotted Buddy in the background with a hoodie. I think you've talked about that before a couple shows. Ago. Yeah. And I think, um, I think with him, it really was an accident. Like I think uh, he, when they were filming it, he just happened to be there. Like I think with Rowan, I think they that that was kind of planned. I think they wanted him to kind of be in the picture or whatever. Um, but with uh, 
with Murphy, I mean, I really think it was just a happy accident or something like they, you know, they went back um, or some fans caught it and started tweeting about it. And then WWE kind of ran with it. So, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, anything to, to get him some screen time works for me. You know what I mean? He he's, I mean, ever since he jumped to 205, he's been one of their top performers. Yeah. And to be completely honest, between me, you, and everybody else that's listening to the podcast, I would much rather see a storyline with, you know, Roman and Buddy Murphy. Because, you know, with them just now jumping him into the story because of the accident of him being in there, and of course, you still got Roman who, you know, sent out a tweet yesterday and was like, as for Eric Roman and Daniel Bryan, you know, you've got six days, hashtag rents due. I'm like, what? You yeah. know. Yeah, I hope they I hope they do something cool with it because they've already um you know, Daniel Bryan said he had a, the, the the big announcement and then like nothing really happened and then um this whole thing with Roman has just gotten just dragged over the internet like everyone's making fun of it and um so now you're kind of getting some traction and like I hope it's just like a I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's going to be something lame like Shane McMahon or something, you know, just something stupid, but I'm kind of hoping that it, it has a big payoff. That's uh, I would hope they would have a big payoff. And it's, it's kind of funny to watch the internet's reaction. Like if something is going good, Oh, it's Paul Heyman. But if something's going bad, it's Vince or Shane or somebody else. And it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. Cause I mean, we haven't, there hasn't been very many reports I guess online about when Bischoff has taken over, right? Um, I think I think by now he's 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 on SmackDown. Um, I think it it was taking him longer um, because he had to move. Um, him and his family had to move to Stanford, so um, I saw some as either Instagram or Twitter, but he was kind of posting you know, driving across the country. And cause I think they're living in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that um, was when we talked to him last, he was in Colorado. Yeah. So, um, so I think he just had a little bit of a delay starting with SmackDown compared to, um, Heyman. So I don't know. I mean, this storyline kind of reminds me of a WCW storyline from the nineties. So I wouldn't be surprised if, Bischoff is involved in this, but, um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't know how much he's influencing the show yet. So, yeah. And let's, uh, let's this. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I guess this gives a good transition into talking about shows. Uh, over the past weekend, there was two amazing shows. Uh, one on Saturday night, which was in Clarksville, Tried and True. Uh, which, by the way, Crimson, who is the owner of the promotion, who was on a couple episodes ago, which you could check that out. Just uh, subscribe, download, wherever you get your podcast from. And let's let's kind of go into that. You were there. I had a, a thing come up, so I wasn't able to make it. So what were your overall thoughts on Tried and True's 
uh, save tonight. Uh, yeah. So, um, first, uh, you know, shout out to Crimson. He, he hooked us up with uh, pretty good seats. We were on the second row. So that was awesome. Appreciate that. Um, also wish him a very speedy recovery. He just had a uh, surgery. So, yeah, he was, when we had him in the studio, he was talking about his, I think his rotator cuff. So he finally got that taken care of. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see how that impacts, um, the workings. They won the new tag belts that were presented. So, um, but yeah, I had, um, so my first show seeing them was the NWA show in January, like the pop-up. So it was a mix of tried and true and NWA wrestlers and, um, packed house, obviously. Um, I mean, you had, uh, David Arquette was there. You had Nick Aldis facing James Storm for the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, Billy Corgan was there. So it was a really big event. Um, this past Saturday, I mean, it was almost just as packed. Um, and um, Crimson was telling us that, I mean, the very first show that they ever did for Tried and True had 800 people show up. And for people that don't know, to have an independent wrestling show, in a smaller town, you know, Clarksville's not tiny, but it's definitely not Nashville. And to have 800 people show up right out of the gate is just crazy. That doesn't happen. Um, and, and that was the one thing I saw that was as you were posting stuff on our Instagram, which by the way, shameless plug battleground podcast. That's where you could follow us. I mean, the place looked packed. Like it looked like it was almost to the point where it was standing room only. Yeah. I mean, it, it like I, I hopped up right before the intermission, and ran to the concession stand to kind of beat the lines. And, uh, there was already people standing like where the, beside the seats and stuff. Um, at the NWA show, they actually put up bleachers. So they didn't do that for this event, but they probably could have, but yeah, it was, it was already to the point of standing room. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was good. Um, the, um, they introduced, um, they were talking about the tried and true Academy and they brought out one of their students, um, Camille won the, uh, tried and true women's championship. Um, crazy Steve retained, um, against Brom. That was a crazy match. They went outside the building and came back in. Um, I know, it, was, it looked like a madhouse from what you posted. Cause it was like, all of a sudden this, that garage door opened up and you just see everybody flying outside. Yeah. If you, if you had seen it just kind of sight unseen, you would have thought that like there was a fire alarm and everyone was just you know, max exodus or something. So, right. Um, but, um, but yeah, they had, uh, you know, Kevin Ash was there doing meet and greets. Um, and then they had a lot of the, uh, the other people on the bill, Brom was signing stuff and Camille and the uh, shock master was there. I saw those meet and greet photos. Yeah, he was there. I actually didn't see him. I, I talked to you about that. I, I didn't, I didn't see him at all. Like at any point during that. So I don't know if I missed like if he was there before, the i don't know somehow i missed him but anyways yeah i saw some pictures and you know that's cool it's kind of cool that he's a good sport about it after all these years especially because he was so much more successful as um uh, tugboat and typhoon and all that stuff so but um but yeah crazy steve beat brahm and then the workings won the tag titles and then they were presented with new belts they redesigned them and uh, Crimson was kind of talking to, to us about that in the studio too. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, I mean, 
you know, uh, I, I can't remember if we, it was on the show or if he was just talking to us about it, but um, when Impact was here um, in January, all the stuff they used was crimson stuff, like all the tried and true rings and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like it's, it's professional level wrestling, you know what I mean? So like, uh, they've got an event next month in Gallatin, uh, as, as now I think we'll both be there. Um, mm-hmm. so yes, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for what I would say, TV quality pro wrestling, I mean, tried and true is in your neighborhood, you know, several times a year or so. And that, and that was the cool thing about it. It's, you know, you talk about next month it's, and it's family oriented. Like you're not going to have, you know, something where you're like, can I bring my 10 or 11 year old, um, to it? I mean, everything is kid friendly and it's something that you could take your kids and not have to worry about them dropping F bombs everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, tons of kids. Um, and, um, you know, very family oriented. Um, they were, you know, seemed to go out of their way for the kids and, you know, high five them. And, you know, you had a lot of them, um, you know, wearing face pain and wearing, you know, all the different tried and true wrestling shirts. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then in the next year or two, uh, Crimson told us, I guess they're going to be building an arena, um, for tried and true in Clarksville. So they'll have their own, um, almost, I guess, kind of like the asylum or something, just kind of like a, a facility for their events and stuff. So that'll be, and cool. I think that what, cause he kind of talked about it when he talked about it. I was like, that sounds like it's going to be like phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I don't think it's going to be a 20,000 seat arena or anything, but still maybe a 5,000 seat arena or something, some little, club or something so they're definitely growing and um you know i we can only speculate at this point but you know with um with the nwa starting back to doing tv tapings and um you know some of the people that are involved with tnt T, um, tried and true are also involved with T, uh, NWA, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of cross pollination at some point with them too, or, you know, trying to rebrand it into an NWA territory or something. Um, so, but we'll see closer to time, you know, with the NWA TV type tapings returning this fall. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, you go back to the old days of, territories and i think that would be smart because nw like you said nwa is i guess owning the atlanta area um and they're going to do the studio tapings in there and it would be kind of cool to have you know nwa branch out and be here in clarksville or nashville where kind of like you know the big territory was and then they brand to memphis and whatnot but uh um Easy transition, though. You talked about kids having face paint, and I will talk about this, that somebody with face paint will be at Tried and True's next event on Saturday, September 14th, and that will be the Road Warrior Animal, which that in itself is pretty cool right there. Yeah, I think they um, – when I, the NWA show, I think he was there with the workings, and they had their, their paint on. Um, Saturday they did not, but um, – yeah, it's always cool when he's involved with them and you know he comes out with the makeup and the shoulder pads and all that jazz. So, um yeah, 
oh, I think it's... every kid and when they saw LOD asked for those shoulder pads for Christmas. I know every year I asked for. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and you you'll see them pop up on eBay every so often for like two hundred bucks. And I, I mean, if they were like adult size, cool. But they're like the kids ones they sold in the nineties. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not spending 200 bucks. <laughs> There's no way I'm paying $200 for something to sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I want to at least take a photo with that bad boy. Right. Um, so that was the, I guess the recap of tried and true for Saturday, Sunday. We actually, uh, before their show, Kevin Nash came into the studio, which if you haven't checked that episode out, definitely listen to that one. Got to, uh, sit down and talk about his career. What led him to wrestling in the form of NWO and WCW and all that fun stuff. But uh, we went to Capital Wrestling and Wrestling for Innocence, which was over at Marathon Music Works. Now, we both kind of sat there and thought, okay, how is this going to look at Marathon Music Works? Yeah, I mean, it, the that building is almost like tailor-made for wrestling, you know? I mean, it's a big open space. I think they could put a lot of chairs in there. Um, so the layout itself was really good. Um, I, I want to be curious. I'm curious to see how it looks on tape um just because um uh i don't know i guess we can say it was a attendance challenged maybe um I, and that was you know and that was the thing that i kind of liked at. like it was a great it was a great card every match was great i think it was one of the things that it was like a lot of the fans didn't know about it yeah I mean, you had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash there. You had Jack Swagger, or Jack Hager there. But, you know, our buddy Brickster kind of made a valid point. There wasn't any, like, local guys on the card to be like, oh, let me go see if, you know, Brett Eisen was going to be there or the Carnies or. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know, a Chase Stevens. Yeah, um... I mean, it's almost, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a, um, and like a, a hidden rule, I guess, or something. I don't know. But I mean, if you play a local show, you want to have somebody local, you know? Um, I mean, back in the territory days, that's what they would. So when the NWA would come to town, you know, they would, they would, the, the card would practically be a local card with four or five, you know, NW, you know, you'd have the main event would be Ric Flair against somebody, but then the rest of the card was pretty much just the local guys that they were familiar with. So it was kind of, I wouldn't say strange, but it was just kind of, I don't know, unexpected or unusual that they didn't recruit any local people. I mean, even, I mean, even if they had gotten one local person and 
you know, they brought 10 people that that would help your crowd. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a head scratcher, but you know, I, I think just doing it on a Sunday at like four 30, um, it's kind of a weird time for some people. Um, so, you know, it is what and it is. And that was the one, one thing at the event, I guess the ring announcer was like, thanks for coming out. You could have been at home watching SummerSlam. And he like kept reiterating, you know, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. And I'm like, dude, what company do you work for right now? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was great because I mean, if you go back and look, you could see some of the videos that we posted. I mean, like we were like pretty much you could reach out and touch the ring where we were sitting. Like we almost got involved in the match. Um, when that guy got hit in the head with a chair, like you can see on our Instagram, which by the way, battleground podcast, you can go back and watch it of two awesome videos, one from tried and true. And then one from capital wrestling's thing. Um, but I mean, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a bad match that the, I guess the only match that really stood out to me and I was like, it, it seemed like it dragged a little too long was, I guess, what was it? The 20 man tag almost. I mean, what was there? Five, six people on each side. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause it was like the ugly ducklings, which Steve Carino's son's in. And then you had two other guys and then I, I don't know. I kind of lost count. Cause after a while I was like luchador rules, but then I don't know what was going on. I was, it was so hard to follow that match. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, um, I don't know. It was just, there's something, something just was off. I mean, again, it was a fun, fun event. Um, you know, we, we, um, they, I mean, we were, like you said, we were basically front row. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, hopefully if they come back, you know, we'll have some, some other promotions going on and, you know, maybe we can, you know, help spread the word and get some more people out. But it was a good cause, though. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. And then we can kind of transition over to, I guess, the new uh, or SummerSlam for that night. Um, I I just never watched SummerSlam that night, to be completely honest. Yeah, Um, I caught the highlights over the next couple days. So. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think what you said is what a lot of people are saying online. It just didn't feel like a SummerSlam. And, um, you know, watching it, you know, a couple of days later, I, I, I kind of got that feeling, too. Um, it was just kind of a, I don't know, they, they just didn't really have the, well, it was like we were saying earlier, you know, th- th- that's supposed to be one of your top four pay-per-views and it just didn't feel like a top four pay-per-view, you know? Right. So it's, I don't know. I I think the one thing and everybody was talking about and waiting, and it was a very smart move on their part to keep it towards the end was we all wanted to see how Bray Wyatt's uh, entrance and match and everything was going to go. And hands down, best thing of the night. Uh, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I mean, when I, when I think about it, that's pretty much all I talk about 
was just, Hey, Bray Wyatt, this, Hey, Bray Wyatt, that, I mean, I, I, there's really nothing else that stands out. Um, I mean, it was, you know, solid, I, I would say, but I mean, it was, uh, I mean, that was far and away. I mean, even, you know, most five, six days later, it's still what everybody's talking about. They're talking about the, uh, um, his entrance, the new theme song that was redone, um, how he wrestled with the mask. Um, they, they did a, um, the special edition, um, some kind of like box, um, the other day on the WWE, uh, WWE.com or WWE store.com, whatever it was. And, um, it was like 40 bucks and you got like a, t- a custom t-shirt and all this, like some, some little thing signed by Bray Wyatt and you got just all this stuff, but there's only 500, uh, available. And I think they sold it out in like five minutes. So, yeah. Um, so he's obviously, uh, he's obviously very popular at the moment. And it's, you know, what just, I sat there and watched the entrance and it was probably the greatest thing in the world. And then the lantern was, I guess, by far the best. And, um, the guy that made the mask also made the lantern. Um, yeah. Tom Savini. Yeah. And it's just that entrance was just the theme song itself. I had to download it and get it on a playlist like ASAP. Yeah, it was cool that they I I like that they just kind of redid it. Um, um, You know, they they didn't just do a whole new song or a whole new theme or whatever. They just kind of remixed or redid it the way, you know, the original one. So. um, So, yeah, it was. And, and I like too, that they're, you know, they're talking about now they're, um, he wasn't on raw this week because they're trying to make like, they want him to be special. They, they don't want to, um, they want it to be kind of like, you don't know when he's going to strike or when he's going to appear. And I think that's like really smart. I think that's kind of part of the reason he's kind of had, um, um, uh, so successful is, you know, you start seeing these, uh, video clips and the, the, the playhouse and all this stuff. And you kind of did this for four or five months and got the anticipation, you know, to fever pitch and then boom, he has the biggest moment of SummerSlam. And then you go back to making people wait again. And it's like, that's so far they've handled it pretty well. So hopefully they don't, you know, mess up his specialness or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to see this used often with him. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, like you said, I think it's best to just kind of keep him popping up here and there. Kind of that going back to where they used to use him, where you didn't know when he was going to show up. Um, and I think me and you had talked about it, that potentially his next, I guess, storyline would be with Aleister Black. Because, I mean, Aleister just kind of been sitting there. They used him with Cesaro for a couple of weeks. And then I think, you know, the fiend or Bray Wyatt would work very well in a storyline with Alistair. Yeah. Um, my, my kind of reservation with that is just, I think, I think Alistair needs to be a standout star. Um, just because they are kind of similar, I guess, in that spooky kind of way. Um, but, you know, Alistair was the NXT champion. 
Um, he's obviously got a big fan base, and I think I'm just worried if they go after each other, you know, if Bray goes over, that diminishes Alistair, and I don't see Alistair going over Bray. So, like, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about that. But, I mean, the actual fights themselves would be good, I imagine. Yeah, it, it's – man, just – there's so many ways you could take that storyline. Um, it's it's going to be fun to see what's going to happen. And then, you know, this past week, you know, Raw announced to the King of the Ring is coming back. And I'm like – because I sent you that photo and I was like, this can either be really, really good or this could be really, really bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, and no offense, but I mean, like back in the day, the King of the Ring, I don't, well, I was going to say they had like the big names in it, but like, I guess like when Stone Cold won it, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't really Stone Cold yet or he hadn't got to that level yet. But I think Billy Gunn won it one year. So like that doesn't always apply. So, but, um, yeah. And, I think, if I remember correctly, the last tournament was what, 2015, I believe? Uh, maybe so. And I, because th- I'm 14 or 15. Uh, let me see. Yep, 2015. And then Bad News Barrett was the king. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's kind of cool that they're, I guess they're supposed to finish it up at Clash of the Champions. So that's. That's pretty cool. You know, and the one thing I look at it is, is like, you know, everybody's favorite, I guess, going into this is Drew McIntyre. But, you know, I don't want to see them give him that stupid King gimmick. And I sure as hell don't want to see Shane jump in and be like, I'm the King and the great, whatever. You know, the, the thing I look at is, can they do, because Kevin Owens is now kind of, going that route that kind of stone cold went. I was like, so I was sitting there thinking, I was like, what if they use this to launch the Kevin Owens era? The, like they did with Austin and the Austin three sixteen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can see that working. Um, I mean, my, my guess is Baron Corbin's going to win it. So, um, I mean, that's not, that's obviously not the popular vote, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't really see Drew McIntyre carrying around that crown. And, you know, I don't really see Kevin Owens doing it. I mean, I think he pulled it off, but like, I just, I don't think he, like Baron Corbin kind of got to the level he's at now because he kind of was the authority figure, you know? And so I think putting that crown on him kind of, kind of gets him to where he w- was when he was the, general manager or whatever constable whatever that thing was um and i don't know who all is but i know vince is like really high on him so i could kind of see him giving him that rub and you know i don't know so yeah i mean it's it's always cool to see them bring back stuff like that uh there's a rumor they're bringing back uh bash at the beach um they're supposed to be doing a pay-per-view in hawaii so that would make sense. And, you know, Clash of Tra- Champions pops up every now and then, and they did StarCast. And so it's always cool when they kind of bring back some of the older stuff. And, um, you know, I'll check it out. 
we'll see what happens. Yeah, and it, that's I'm I'm gonna be excited about it, and you know, the King of the Ring is gonna be good. I just hope they don't drop the ball on this one, um, or give it to somebody and then just kind of you know bury them because I mean, if you look at the past King of the Rings, I mean it's been something that they win and then it kind of catapults their career. Uh, I mean, Stone Cold being prime example. And then you had Booker T win it one year and he went on the whole, I'm the King kind of, you know, storyline for the next several months or whatever. But it's, uh, I'm excited that they're like, I'm excited that they're bringing back the older stuff. Um, and I, I, I kind of like the, the edgier stuff that they're doing. Um, but who knows? I mean, I know that they're never going to go back to the attitude era. Um, just with as much stuff on TV now. Yeah. And I I don't, I don't know if I'd want that anyway. I mean, you know, as, as good as the attitude era was, there was a lot of kind of hokey stuff, you know? And I think some people, uh, I think some people forget about that, you know? Um, so, you know, it was kind of, it was like anything. I mean, when it was good, it was really good. And when it was bad, it was just as hokey as, you know, WCW or whatever. So, um, so I, I think they can, you know, maybe use elements of that era, but like, I, I, I don't know if I'd want to go full fledged back to the attitude era. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff when you sit back and look at it, you're like, yeah, that was uh, a different time that you yeah. can get away with stuff. Now you got to be very careful going back to the attitude era of like, you know, the Mark Henry May Young storyline. You can't get away with some of that stuff now. And um, yeah, I mean, even even just the, you know, the way that the females were portrayed and, you know, the bra and panty matches and you know, all that crap and um, the great moolah and May Young, all that's, you know, all that junk. So, um, so we'll see, you know, again, I, I think there's ways to kind of incorporate some of it without it just going all the way, you know, back to the way it was. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, uh, I guess that's it for this week. Um, by the way, if you want to chime in, we did put our weekly challenge up the other day. It's uh, this week's match, dream match, is Elias versus the Honky Tonk Man. Both in their prime, who's going to win the match? Uh, you can go and voice your opinion on our Instagram. Uh, it's called Battleground Podcast. That's where you can find us on Instagram. Which, by the way, speaking of a weekly challenge, one guy that literally thought that I was talking about right now. So last week was Lance Storm in his prime versus Matt Riddle in his prime. And so I tweeted out and Lance Storm was like, I'd have to forfeit. I haven't wrestled in two to three years. And I'm like, dude, like really I'm not talking about right now. Yeah. Well, first off, it's 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 a it's a predetermined wrestling match. So we're not talking about fifty year old Lance Storm fighting thirty year old former MMA star Matt Riddle, you know. Um, and I think that's, I think that's what is kind of going over a lot of these guys heads when, when like Matt Riddle, um, kind of made that video and was calling out Jericho and all this stuff. I mean, he was talking about, you know, if he, like in a real fight, I would kick your ass and I, and I, I, I don't know if I would bet against him, 
you know, against now some of these guys know, you know, Alistair Black does martial arts and, you know, I know some of the guys do too, but I mean, Matt Riddle is a successful MMA, MMA trainee, you know? Um, so I think some of those guys were, you know, and then Jericho was kind of mocking him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think that kind of goes over people's heads sometimes, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely just a, you know, if, if Matt Riddle could go back in time to whatever WCW 2000, when Lance storm had all those belts and, you know, do it like that. So, but yeah, we didn't mean to ruffle any feathers, Mr. Storm. Yeah. So if you're listening, just know that, uh, we didn't mean any harm and yeah. So, uh, we do have some interesting stuff, uh, to talk about in the upcoming future about the podcast. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Um, but I guess we could tell you guys next week when we drop an episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll do that. Uh, there's some, some great stuff coming to Nashville. You've got ring of honor in a couple of weeks, which, um, they're kind of slowly announcing matches, um, one match that they announced was the Rock and Roll Express versus the Briscoes um, for the tag pretty, team. Pretty titles. excited about that one. Um, and then I guess there's another thing that they're saying that uh, Taven, Lethal, Cobb, Kenny King, Clash, and Defy or Deny in Nashville. Um, hmm. So that was kind of, I guess, announced that whoever wins will receive a Ring of Honor World title shot. But um, if Taven wins, whoever's eliminated last cannot challenge for the world title as long as he remains the champion. Hmm. It's an interesting uh, stipulation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll try to get some people on for Ring of Honor once that happens. But um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at it right now, and the it looks like it's going to be a really good um, card. You've got. The champions, the villain enterprises versus lifeblood. Um, and you've got Shane Taylor versus the winner of PJ Black and versus Chase Owens versus LSG. Um, of course, there's a quite a few other people that are supposed to be announced later dates that are coming. But uh, yeah, so we're going to work on getting some Ring of Honor people in to talk to them. And uh, next week we could have a special guest still kind of working out some things for that for next week's episode. But uh, yeah, we'll have a, a, a big announcement concerning the podcast next week. Boom. There something it is. To, that something to look forward to. Yes, that concludes this week's episode of Battleground. Uh, to stay up to date, you can follow us. We're on Instagram, Battleground Podcast. Twitter is Battleground IHR. And then just search Battleground Podcast on Facebook and you can like us there. And uh, I guess that's it. Is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? No, I don't think so. I guess that's it. So uh, until next week, we'll talk to you later. This is Battle. This is Eli. And we're signing off. We'll talk to you later. Later. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Battleground. Make sure you give it five stars and leave a nice review. If you want to stay up to date, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.